whisper it. It's Scottish Cup semi-final weekend. And guess who's back? Scatchel. Oh, Rudy Scatchel. Oh, and he has got the fifth one. It is five star hearts. Now the pressure lies on Liam Boyce, who scores. It's Marcy lead again. Advantage to the Jumbos. Paul Hartley, a chance of a hat-trick in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Steps up and scores! The eighth player in Hearts history to score a hat-trick against the local rivals. The Three Fingers celebrates the three-goal score by Paul Hartley. Captain for the second half celebrates. It's Hartley's hat-trick and helps trail by four goals to nil. From the lows of Brora to the best of the rest, the Jam Tarts are beaten with pride again. However, we face our old foes on the grandest stage once again with the prize not only of bragging rights and the chance to lift the famous old trophy, but an opportunity to throw our name back in with Europe's elite. For Robbie Nielsen, a chance to finally banish the ghosts of previous cup disasters and cement his legacy as an all-time great. Halliday, Kingsley and Boyce are just a few of those with the hunger to take that was snatched away from them in December 2020. Win, and you'll be remembered forever lose and they'll never let you forget it. Let the games begin. Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Yes, it's semi-final week and as we gear up for Hamden on Saturday, we'll be joined by some of our guests to look ahead to the game over Hibs. On this week's show, we're going to review last week's Edinburgh Derby win at Tancastle, look at the cup run so far, talk a little bit about Hamden memories from the past and we look at the importance of this game and the European picture if we win the tie on Saturday. Of course I'm joined by my co-host Gordon Senior. Gordon it's a very important game, this, for Hearts, like any derby. But this has an extra spice to it, doesn't it? I think we've been speaking about it for... Listen, even before the our Scottish Cup campaign started, we, we knew the importance of, of the Cup. Um, it's almost just fell into place perfectly for us. We've secured third place. And we know that if we win this game, then that's European group stage football confirmed. And... I've said many times when we've been sitting, um, even during those dark days of lockdown when Hearts won the championship and it was maybe difficult to see how the club was going to turn itself around, um, that this this had to be the aim and uh, and to be one match away from that now is is fantastic and you've got to give enormous credit to the management team, uh, to the club in general, to to actually be this close but they've still got to go and, go and do it and finish the job. Um, you don't want to have to be relying on, on Hibs losing the final. Um, I think, obviously, Robbie Nielsen there, he, he went and won the, the, the last derby in the league. Um, almost answered a few critics there. Um, and I think he'll, an, he'll he'll answer even more and go a long way to securing his kind of status as, as a, a trusted, fantastic manager for the football club if he's able to go and win this semi-final. Because that's... Ultimately, what everybody kind of uh, pointed at him, they said that your cup record's poor, and it was. And let's be honest, you know, he's had some 
absolutely humdingers over over his tenure. But I think if he was uh, able to to go and beat Hibs and then lift the cup, I think it would make up for those. So it's massive for him. It's massive certainly to silence the the doubters. Although I mean, the shouts are getting uh, quieter and quieter um, each time Hearts win a game. And listen, I'll hold my hands up. I was extremely critical of him, and even this season I've been critical of him. But I think it's it's been justified. But credit to him and credit to the players. They've turned it around. They've they're now a game away from. Uh, from getting to a Scottish Cup final and securing European group stage football. And how important will that be for the fans considering we've been starved of European football for, for it seems, forever? We've been starved of a lot of things. Starved of a good football team for a start. Um, one that, that, that makes you proud to be a, a Hearts fan. Um, it's been a bleak probably 10 years since we won the Cup, to be honest. I mean, there's been a few kind of bright moments here and there, but overall it's been a pretty... Um, poor 10 years, I mean, was it two third place finishes in that time? And none of them really have have actually resulted in us going far in Europe. Um, so it's it's massive for the football club and it's massive for the fans and I think it's a, a, a reward for what's been a, a tough couple of years. I mean, certainly if we're able to win the cup, that obviously triumphs Europe because it's, you know, you're winning a major trophy. But I think uh, Europe is is almost just as good as winning a trophy and um, group stage football anyway. Um, it's a waste of time if you're getting beaten in the qualifiers and you're only in it for a month. At least we can be there till Christmas and what it does financially for the football club, what it does in terms of being able to attract better players, it just means that we can kind of pull away from the, the teams that will be challenging us next year because we can't just look upon this as, as a one season kind of wonder. Um, if Hearts were able to go and win the trophy, finish third, then you know you have that as a, a kind of base to to build from. Um, so you you, you want to see us kick on, challenge for more trophies, um, try and narrow the gap on the top two, while also um, kind of leaving the teams below us um, in our wake. And and I think that's got to be the aim for the football club. And I think it's always been the aim for the club. They've just um, not managed. Um, itself in the right way over the years but I think now that they seem to have got things right behind the scenes got a good team in the park playing a, an attractive style of football if they can continue to add some some of well, the right players ultimately to that then uh, I just see them going from strength to strength and uh, hopefully we're in for um, a really really good 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years supporting Hearts hopefully and uh, hopefully this isn't our only opportunity to win a trophy hopefully there's a lot more to come We're now joined by Spencer to review the game from last Saturday, a 3-1 win over Hibs at Tynecastle. Spencer, does the game last week have much significance going into what is a one-off cup game? Uh, Well, it's an interesting question, Ross. Uh, First of all, I just want to say thank you to Robbie Nielsen uh, for securing third place. Uh, It's been a magical season. Uh, He's been doubted a lot by people on this podcast, I'm not going to name names, you know, even if you listen to some of the chat more recently from maybe the last week or so, there was some of the comments about Robbie was, was shocking, but he's secured third place, currently it's a 16 point margin, our goal difference is plus 15 or 16, so it's been a wonderful season, some amazing results, and last weekend's performance and Derby win against Hibs is just another one in a long line of great results this season. Hopefully we get another one this Saturday in the Scottish Cup semi-final. 
I'm not entirely sure if it's going to have a big impact, the fact that we just won 3-1 there. I'm sure it gives the boys a little bit more confidence. It will be a different game though. One thing is for certain, which I've seen at the, the derby just there, the, the, the opening of the game is going to be important. I think the longer it stays 0-0 at Hamden, or if Hibs take the lead, it could be problematic. I think if Hearts score first, there is no scenario where we'd lose the game or throw it away, in my opinion, unless we got a man sent off or something like that. I just don't think Hibs would have the mentality to come back from a goal down. But if that game was still 0-0 in the 60-65th minute, extra time's not very far away, it could become problematic. And if it does go to extra time or penalties, who knows what happens. But if we score first, I think we'll win that game and get to the final. So I think the the start has to be very good. It, it was, the start was actually not not as bad. I know 1-0 down after four minutes, but it, it wasn't horrendous. We still created chances and things like that. We had a few opportunities. How, how did you feel when we went 1-0 down? We went 1-0 down and... I, I, I personally, I, I, I was quite, I was quite confident we'd get back into the game. Yeah, so was I. At no point was I ever particularly nervous. I was, I always thought Hearts would would score, especially at home. It's just annoying it came from a corner. I actually said before the game, I was walking along along the road. Um, I said I've never seen Hibs take the lead at Tynecastle and then Hearts come back to win the game. That's one of the derby scenarios I'd never seen. So um, it's funny that that happened like that. So I had a feeling something like that might have happened. Um, but again, just going on to this weekend at Hamden, we need to start well and we need to get the opening goal because if, uh, if it's still nil-nil after a significant period in the game or Hibs take the lead, then it could be problematic. Looking back on last week, Gordon, obviously the 3-1 win, we alluded to going 1-0 down. We came back into the game, we showed a lot of character. Andy Halliday scoring the equaliser. Was that the right time to score? Right on half-time? Yeah, of course. Um, I think you you've seen the reaction from both teams and and both sets of supporters. Um, the Hib- the Hibs players were deflated, uh, their fans were deflated, and Tynecastle was was rocking. And um, I think that momentum, even right at the start of the second half, was enough to carry Hearts on to to go and get the win. Um, it's crazy what a goal can do. But I just want to um, allude to Spencer's uh, previous comments there, and obviously your question about how you were feeling during the game and you were both saying that you, know, you were confident. You're liars because I was standing right next to both of you. You were absolutely fuming. You were both raging. You were seething as I, as I was because it was looking like typical Robbie Nielsen in a derby. But I'll, I'll give you this, right? I was raging because we were 1-0 down. Who wouldn't be raging? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just I'm just talking about the comments that you both made there. Oh, I was both confident. I was confident when we get back into the game. Ah, you were seething. Absolutely raging. We should do a live mic, by the way, when we're at a game. And I would, uh, I'd, I'd quite like to see that. Let the viewers hear that one. I was I, I was raging, and right, rightfully so, like most of the crowd. But what I would say is I still felt we could get back into the game because the Hibs team we were playing weren't the best. If it was a Hibs team where we actually had a midfield, we would have, I would have probably been even more angry than I was. You know what I mean? I, I, I knew we had a route back into the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally get that, I do. And I think uh, one goal certainly changed the game. But um, I think, uh, like many of us, I think a lot of us were sitting there going, bloody Nielsen, he's at it again. We're one 0 down today. What is going on here? And it was like, how? How are we one 0 down against this lot? Do you know what I mean? Um, but no, listen, credit to the team because they did um, up the tempo, and I think they 
although Hibs were were looking a little bit dangerous on on the counter attack, I thought um, Hearts just didn't quite get started. But when when they did settle down and they started playing a bit of football, you could see that they, they were certainly a better side than Hibs. And um, Ellis Sims has got to score for me. Um, I I seen what he was trying to do with the dink, but uh, I think you've got to finish that side foot. Uh, the goalkeeper gives you enough of the target to to really finish. Did you think that was in? I did. I you see you see me. You you, you do. I thought it was because I think he's got to score here. I was like, how can you not? Um, so yeah, disappointing with that one. Atkinson hits the bar as well, um, and you felt a goal was coming. You know, Halliday had a couple and went over the bar, but um, the Hibs fans were pretty quiet, even though they were winning one nil. And you just knew that, that that goal was coming. But I think, you know, if, if they had got to half time, because you could clearly see that's what they were holding out for. They had three or four players down. I think only maybe one of them was injured, and that was uh, Newell. Um, no, sorry, it wasn't Newell. It was uh, Wright um, who, who went off. But apart from that, you know, they, they were playing for time, big time. And if anything, if they actually hadn't, the three minutes probably wouldn't have been added on, and Hearts probably wouldn't have even scored from it. But perfect time to score, as I say, because it just turned the whole mood in the ground and I think in the end that was an, enough to spur Hearts on to go in and get um, what was a, a comfortable victory in the end because I was expecting even though we, we've spoken about how Hibs are playing at the moment and their record in the league it's still a derby game and you, you certainly would have expected a reaction particularly really there was a lot more emphasis on them winning the game than there necessarily was us you would have thought there would have been a reaction they would have tried to pepper the Hearts goal put pressure on Craig Gordon is probably the easiest half of his of his of the season, and um, he's not even had a save to make. And I just saw Hearts had the cigars out as soon as they actually even went two one up. Never mind three one. I think if they really wanted to, they could have went on and scored five or six. And I bet if there wasn't a semi final the following week, I think they would have done. It is interesting that the Hibs fans' sort of psyche, you know, one one at half time. They they did seem to just completely deflate didn't they yeah but they, they've they've yeah but they've they've watched their team all season so they probably know what type of characters are, are in that team and um i think you you could see by their reaction i think as soon as they got kickoff they just poofed it up the park i mean they didn't even try to maybe see if they could create something they just literally gave the ball away and then the halftime whistle went and as i said that the mood had totally changed in the ground um i mean the hibs fans were nervous anyway before we'd even equalized but as soon as we did they, they were flat and um and as with the players as well, and uh, as I said, it's as comfortable. I've seen a derby um, probably since five one. To be honest, I don't think it would uh, wouldn't be fair to say that. I think it's that's probably the most comfortable we've been in in this fixture since then. Because um, as I said, you know, I think if if we didn't have that semi the following week, I think players would have been going all out to go and get goals. But I think at at this stage they had one eye on next week, and they were saying to themselves, right, let's just manage the game out here no injuries, and then we'll we'll start again next week. Spencer, what did you make of um, Sean Maloney's comments at the end of the game about his team, you know, as a work in progress going into a semi-final? Um, well, you know, I think you can look at it in two ways. Um, he has only been there for a few months, but I don't know if that's a lot of time for him to put, to put his stamp on, on his Hibs team. They lost a few key players. Martin Boyle in January and Nisbet through injury and things like that. Um, it's, it's not the sort of comments you you want to hear your manager making before a big game like that. I know a lot of the Hibs fans were obviously raging. Uh, Hibs.net was a fun read at the weekend. <laughs> Is that how you spent your Sunday? Uh, it was, yes. Um, they, they were very disappointed with the, the second half performance at Tynecastle. They're, they're calling for big changes. They want 
for example, the, the the talk over there is they want someone like Scott Allen brought in, who's not featured much. They, they seem to think that he'd be their saviour. There's also talk about bringing Lewis Stevenson back in, which I think would suit us, to be honest, but you never know. Maybe he'd play a blinder. Um, so they, they, they definitely want changes. They seem to think that the big hand and pitch is going to cause us problems. Uh, people like Jasper is going to run at our defence and, and, you know, tear us apart. But Th- This comment always happens, though, doesn't it? You know, big pitch, suit Hibs. Yeah, because Hibs are apparently famous for playing good attack in football, even though they're in the bottom six. But, yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I think Hearts just need to go there. We're, we're a better team than them. You know, we're, we're 19 points in front of them for a reason. Yeah, we just, we've not lost to them this season. Um, we need to... We need to start well, play our own game, and I think we'll be fine. But but the start is very important. I think we need to get that goal early on. If we get that goal early, then I think it could be a, a comfortable afternoon. Do you feel a, a false sense of security being so confident going into a semi-final? Um, maybe a little bit. You know, last week I wasn't really looking forward to it, I have to say, ever since the draw was made. But after seeing that game at Tynecastle there, I feel fine about it, which is maybe not good who knows maybe it is good um but now now i feel very confident especially the fact that we've sold all our tickets their end seems to be half empty as well so that's going to be another big psychological aspect you walk out the tunnel you look to the the left you see the hearts end sold out and your hips player you look to the right and you see all those empty seats behind the goal it may have some effect on them um but you never know it it could be an occasion where where Hibs rise to the the challenge, you know, anything could happen. We could get a man sent off. Look look at the Motherwell Hibs quarterfinal. They get a man sent off after forty seconds. Who is to say that that can happen for us? And then it's obviously a difficult afternoon. If it does go all the way to extra time or penalties, then you never know. So we just need to start quick. The start is so important. We need to start fast, and we need to get a goal early on. I think because as I say, the longer that game stays nil nil, I think you'll see Hibs sitting in a bit more. Um, that that could be their their game plan to get to the final. And who are the key men for Hearts? Uh, well, obviously, you know, you look at Barry Mackay, I thought he was sensational at the weekend. Um, Halliday has proven to be a big game player for us. I think he always t- every time there's a a big game for Hearts, he steps up. He stepped up a lot this season, to be fair. Um, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, I, I thought... <laughs> I, I'm somewhat on the fence with, with Sims. I think he misses far too many chances, but as you've seen, what he did to Paul Hanlon in the box, it shows the the other side of his game and I'm not confident that as we've seen there when he's through on goal one-on-one which could be a problem because I think there's opportunities there um I was also told by Gordon that Liam Boyce is going to get 20 goals I'd like to see when that's going to happen I mean time's time's running out for him we'll, 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 we'll give you your chance to speak Gordon um yeah I think we need our big players to step up uh, if we play football uh they might bring back in Devlin I don't know if he's fit or not but I, I don't know if I would change too much. I'd certainly, I'd like to see us play um, the, the four at the back. I think once they changed that during the game on Saturday, you know, we started off with the three and that's where we looked a little less uh, uncomfortable. So I think uh, if we start with four at the back and get our big players on the ball like Mackay, we can create opportunities and give that Hibs team problems, especially if they've got people like Lewis Stevenson back on the back on the pitch. We can try and exploit him. Gordon, would you make any changes from Saturday? It's difficult to say. It depends who's available, really. Um, I mean, you don't just want to put, throw a player in there for the sake of it. Um, like Spencer says, in terms of Devlin, uh, I mean, you probably wouldn't change too much. I mean, you'd love to have Benny Beningame available, maybe even John Suter, but um, that isn't the case. 
Uh, to be fair, I think Simic done okay and um, a little bit nervous at the start, but I thought he, he grew into the game and uh, showed, and certainly his, his best performances this season have been in derbies. Not overly convinced by Cochrane, but I thought he had a, 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 a certainly a very good second half. Um, so, yeah, listen, I, I don't know if you changed too much. I think um, they could go back three. I think they would be comfortable there. Um, I think Hearts have got the pace and they've got the the kind of the power to exploit Hibs. I mean, I think it's utter nonsense that the, the bigger pitch will somehow um, help Hibs out because when you've got magicians like Barry Mackay in the middle of the park, more space for him means he's he's more likely to pick out a pass. Um, I think the pace of Ellis Sims, he can get in behind and he's shown that he's got the power to deal with the physicality of the Hibs back line. I think Boyce can put himself about uh, as, as well. And um, I think, yeah, Sims has been guilty of missing a few chances, but he is only 22. Um, this is only his second real kind of run in a team because he only spent, I think, I don't know if he spent the full season at Blackpool, um, but that was the first time he had played proper football. This is, you know, he's came back from an injury. This is the second time that he's kind of playing football. So you can really, he's still a young player who's learning the game and I think his finishing will come. He's a little bit raw, but I think for Hart's point of view, these are the types of players that you want to try and develop. Um, whether Hearts get him next season or not, I don't know, is, that's a different story, but I think you can see there is talent there. I think in terms of Boyce, fancy him to get to 20 goals, uh, he might get all four in the semi-final, you never know. Um, he's certainly got the ability, and um, I think he's obviously, listen, if he had started the, uh, the well, if he had finished this kind of the second half of the season the way he started the first half of the season, he would have been on 40 goals. Um, you know, he couldn't do anything wrong in those first few months, but I think obviously the injury kind of put him back a little bit, but you're starting to see him kind of back at his at the level that we expect to see from a Liam boy. So um, don't be shocked if he gets to that 20 goal margin. Um, and you never know, his uh, 20th, the Magic 20 might come in the Scottish Cup final, who knows. But I think um, I wouldn't write Liam Boyce off, as, as I certainly didn't last season, despite Spencer's comments. Um, and he's been fabulous again this year. So... Um, I think we've definitely got the players that will hurt Hibs. I think the bigger pitch certainly suits us more, actually, um, because we've just got better footballers. And listen, they can bring in Lewis Stevenson all they want. The man has lost... I mean, he must be close to the record of most derby defeats in Hibs' history. Um, he's a loser. And what about Scott Allen? I mean, listen, Scott Allen is is technically a decent enough footballer, but let's not forget, the last time he played against Hearts, he gifted us a penalty by flinging his arm up there. Um, so I'm not I'm not particularly nervous about Scott Allen. Um, I'm not nervous about any Hibs players, to be honest. I think if Hearts turn up and they play their game, they'll win. They'll, they'll win again. Oh, we've seen these guys at Tynecastle and they've done nothing. They've done absolutely zilch. And 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 the one boy that did score a goal for them went off. I'll I'll be interested to see if um, any of the players that were missing because I was wondering where Deutsch was. Um, I think he's he's a different type of striker. He, Gives them a bit of physicality and they can kind of aim balls into him. And I think um, I think if he's back for them, then I would be a little bit worried. But um, if he's not there, I think I'd, I don't really see where the threat comes from. Um, yeah, they've got pace out wide, but I think Hearts can deal with that. Before we move on as well, it's been a fantastic effort from the Hearts support. I mean, we could have had more than 21,000 in the ground on Saturday. Yeah, but it, sh- it shouldn't be a surprise because if you look... Well, I heard a lot of people say... We'll never sell it out. I mean, why? On what basis are we not going to sell it out? We took 19,000 against Inverness, same kickoff time. And that's Inverness. There's always going to be more people who want to go to Derby. We had 30,000 against Celtic in the semi-final, uh, the League Cup. I know it was at Murrayfield, but still. 
Um, and then obviously we we ha we filled our end for the Scottish Cup final that year as well. Um, so our apart from obviously the Rangers won, but we still took I think thirteen fourteen thousand, and that was a time where we were bottom of the league. Um, so I I think our 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 travel and support's fantastic. It's been great this season, and um, when there's a good Hearts team, even when there's a shy Hearts team, you'll still see the fans turn up. So um, no surprise. I think we're always going to fill our end. Um, and not a surprise at them not filling their end really because it's not as if they've never done it before. I think Hibs, I mean they come out for a final but semi-finals and things like that, you very rarely see them fill their end so no surprise. And it'll make for a great atmosphere on Saturday, certainly in the heart's end. Yeah, well listen, it's a semi-final, um, it's a derby game so yeah I think it'll be a fabulous atmosphere and I think uh, the Hearts fans will be right up for it. I'm sure, I'm sure the small pockets of Hibs supporters will be up for it as well but... Um, hopefully we can uh, outsing them and hopefully they'll be leaving by 50 minutes once again because that's always nice to see so hopefully it's a traditional hearts hammering and uh, we can really stick it to them again but it'll be a difficult match I think I, I think it'll be tight and it'll be cagey just because of what's on the line for hearts I think but hopefully we're racing a 3-0 lead and I can enjoy the game We're now going to look at the Cup run so far. Hearts started their Scottish Cup campaign in January, a 5-0 win over Auchinleck Talbot at Beechwood Park, securing a fifth round place, where they went on to play Livingston at Tincastle. A 0-0 draw leading to a penalty shootout with a 4-3 win for Hearts. In the quarter-final, Hearts won 4-2 over St Mirren at Tincastle, sending us to play Hibs in the semi-finals. We are joined by David, who is going to talk through some of the games. David, um, we started our cup run with a 5-0 win over Auchinleck. Um, not one for you to remember, though. Well, no, no. Um, besides the game, which was uh, cold, wet. I know we scored five goals, and it was a piece of piss, really. But, yeah, from a personal perspective um, it was a disappointing day for me um, due to the fact that um, I was uh, dished out a fixed penalty notice <laughs> I think that's what they call it these days I guess the, uh, the PC way of um, saying fine for pissing in the street disappointing to not only be caught um, but to be caught so early in the day um, it ruined the day um, I shouldn't really give him my own name but you know it's an experience that costs you Ross isn't it um, it's something to reflect on but the game itself was good the anti-banana skin in the end, it was the one we were all thought, oh, who knows, maybe this could be the the upset of the ages. You never know what hearts. Um, but, uh, yeah, it didn't turn out to be that way, thankfully. It was a, it was a very, very professional performance uh, and nothing to write home about, which is always good, I think, in, in these cup games. And it was, a, it was a good performance, wasn't it, David? You know? It was a good performance, yeah. We, you know, we, we, uh, we stamped our thought in the game very early. Um, you know, we took the game right to Auchinleck, you know, thought maybe they might have pressed high, but they did, They kind of seemed to sit off and that kind of really suited Hearts. Um, you know, we were allowed to play our own, uh, put our own stamp on the game. Um, and yeah, you know, a couple of quick goals. I mean, uh, from what I can remember, the refereeing performance was nothing shy of a disgrace. Um, the the Auchinleck centre-half essentially punching the ball um, springs to mind. Um, thankfully, that wasn't there to bite us um, later in the day. But yeah, all, all, all in a very cultured, professional and uh, good performance from Hearts that day, yeah. And Gordon, do you think that was a sign of things to come in the cup run? You know, a five-nil win, quite emphatic. You know, it, it was, it did have a potential banana skin over it. No, it 
didn't have a, a potential banana skin over it. I mean, listen. A difficult place to go. No, it, for goodness. No, it wasn't. It was equivalent of Hearts playing our five-a-side team. Um, yeah, they were professional, but it's the least you, you should expect for the, the level of players that we have. And I know we could talk about Brora and all that nonsense with the, the year before, but that team clearly had an attitude problem. And uh, But the the team that, that uh, we put out for that particular game was, was never in any danger. And... Um, I think if the referee had done his job, it would have been 6 or 7 nil. But, uh, no, overall, good win. Nice day out. Enjoyed the day out. I mean, I didn't get fined for urinating in the street because I'm an upstanding member of society. I don't do these sort of things. So, yeah, that was a very, very uh, pleasing day out. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the, the, the taxi to Kilmarnock as well. A few beverages you need through there as well. It was, it was a good, proper cup day out. But uh, to suggest it was a banana skin is nonsense. We then drew 0-0 with Livingston, but got through on penalties, Gordon. Um, that was a banana skin. It, it really was, but we, we got through the tie, and that's the main thing. Yeah, but there's 120 minutes plus penalties that of my life that I'm never getting back, and um, it's probably the worst performance of the season. It was, sorry, it's been a bit harsh. The worst game of the season I've sat and watched. It was brutal. It was cold, miserable, and, uh, I mean... I think there was maybe three shots on target through the entire game collectively. So, um, it was an awful game. It was. It was a brutal game of football. But I suppose, you know, if Hearts going to win the cup, then um, these are the types of games that you, uh, you don't really analyse too much. You just say, we got through. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I was kind of in that period where we weren't really putting in good performances and getting poor results anyway. Um, you know, at the end of the day, there isn't any pictures on the scorecard. It's just about being in the hat for the next round. And we did do that. Um, I'd be a liar if I said I was confident in the, the penalty shootout. But then again, when you've got Craig Gordon, you've always got a chance. But then uh, <clears throat> was that just after we'd got gubbed five 0 off Rangers, or was oh, that the week before? I, I couldn't tell you honestly. Yeah. It was during that run, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, it was when we were going through a sticky patch, shall we say, uh, in the season. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, when you've got Craig Gordon, you've always got a chance. I mean, there are two penalties they missed. One was off the post and out, and then obviously Gordon saved in the end to win it. Um, and yeah, it, it was. I mean, yeah, the conditions that day as well were were brutal. I mean, there was. I think we went through four seasons in a day that uh, in the first first half. I think so. Yeah, that didn't help. Um, but yeah, look, listen, we got through. I say probably yeah, probably more of a banana skin. But then again, it pro- probably wouldn't have been that much of a surprise at the time. Just the way we were playing, had we lost, um, considering I think Livy were at that point were probably coming up in the table as well. So yeah. Um, Overall, kind of just happy, relieved to get through it more than anything else. Uh, and a quarterfinal in the Scottish Cup, you've always got a chance. Do you think? Do you think having that experience, Gordon, of, of winning a penalty shootout on the run might help us in the semi-final? I hope not. Um, I don't want it to get to penalties. <laughs> I don't think my arse could take that. Um, yeah, listen. I mean, you've got good footballers, but our our penalty record overall still hasn't been great. Um, although in shootouts we tend to do it not we tend to uh, in those league cup games in the past we have we have got extra yeah the only one that I can remember Hearts losing really is the cup final overall I think I've got a, a decent enough record watching Hearts and penalty shootouts I mean the the ones off the top of my head like Dundee United away and we've certainly had ones in the league cup and uh, well actually we lost to Dunfermline as well didn't we yeah, so... Is, it, is this bringing back some bad memories? Aye, it is, actually. I'm feeling a bit with PTSD here. Um, yeah, listen, it's... Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think a professional footballer should know how to score a penalty. 
but I get it's a pressured situation and, and sometimes well I mean David's David's a prime example I mean the, the man's a good footballer but he's a terrible penalty taker yeah I just think he gets all shaky when he goes up to take one um, but it's okay you know we've seen professionals miss them as well um, but hopefully it won't get to that stage hopefully that we can um, we can win it before then because 2020 crushed me and I kind of take that again <laughs> and then obviously we won and then obviously we beat St Mirren 4-2 um, at Tang Castle we went 2-0 up got pegged back to 2-2 how were you feeling during that game when it went to 2-2 well I was saying to myself he had to go <laughs> no listen uh, yeah I, I couldn't because it was out of nothing wasn't it really I mean they gifted St Mirren a, a kind of goal in the, uh, when we were 2-0 up there make it 2-1 half the deficit and then obviously Ronan scores a wonder goal so very disappointing very disappointing but uh, no I, I, listen I, I think they showed a tremendous amount of credit that um, character that night and uh, deserve credit for the way they came back and they ended up winning the game. But I thought they were really good. Um, it was actually a good performance overall. They created plenty of chances, but uh, yeah, the first goal was probably avoidable. But certainly the second goal, you couldn't really do too much about that. It was a freak wonder goal. Um, but I think uh, going forward, those types of games are the ones you want to watch in comparison to the Livingston game. So I'll take a 4-2 um, over a daft 0-0 and winning on penalties any day. And getting pegged back to 2-2 does obviously show, and winning 4-2 does obviously show the character of this team, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It shows a tremendous amount of resolve uh, from this team, you know, that in the face of adversity, they can come out the other side. Um, you know, as Gordon said, um, you know, I didn't really see, I, I personally didn't see that the, the, St. scoring two goals, especially the way they kind of played in the first half an hour. Um, you know, they've essentially scored two wonder goals. Um, but, you know, credit to St. Mirren because they did, you know, put a little bit more authority from their from themselves on, uh, on the game, but I think you know, as Gordon alluded to, you know, I think we actually went from one of the worst games of the season in in the in the round before to probably one of the best ones at Tynecastle this season. Um, you know, and we scored some really good goals. I mean, the second one stands out for me. It's a lovely move, uh, slightly fortuitous with the ball breaking in the middle of the park, but you know, it's it's one touch stuff uh, in the end, and it's a it's a cracking finish. Um, and the, the atmosphere that day was incredible. You know, it probably helps when everyone's tanked up for a seven forty five on a Saturday. Um, compared to a lunchtime kickoff or something, but it really was. I mean, it was a great atmosphere, and there was, I think, what was it, thirteen thousand in the end, which actually, in in the end, was a, a you know a good result, um, considering it was on the telly and, and such a late time. But yeah, it, it, I think it, after we kind of got through that kind of um, barren spell, maybe not so much barren, it's maybe a bit harsh on the on the side, but we definitely had a, a spell during the season where we 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 kind of lost a bit of form, lost a bit of a cutting edge. Um, so to find it again, and then you know to score four goals in a in a, in a cup game um, as good as that, and with, as I said, some top quality goals. You know, it does show that this team has quality in abundance. You know, they can you know at at, at tough times in games create something, uh, and I, and I think it showed especially you know Aaron McInniff coming off the bench and essentially scoring with a second touch, um, shows that you know there, there there is that depth in this squad that maybe sometimes uh, in the season you've looked at the bench and you've struggled to find where that little bit of imagination is going to come from, but. All it takes is someone with just a, a fresh pair of legs and a little bit of quality as well, because you know his balling for the fourth goal was was brilliant as well, right across the front, uh, the face of goal at the front post. So, yeah, you know it was um, it was a really good performance, and uh, it was the kind of game that you re you kind of rewatch the highlights again and again and again. Um, and yeah, it was uh, it, you know obviously it's it's served up this mouth watering tie we have now. Um, but yeah, you know overall uh, a great game, and uh, I think to be honest we're, we're just avoiding one team uh, in the in the hat. 
Um, I mean, to be honest, my reaction when it came out was indifferent. But I'd have been disappointed and happy with anyone. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to lose an Edinburgh derby, but then you don't. You want to get to the final. And on paper, it is the easiest tie. We are now going to talk a little bit about Hamden Memories from the past. Joining us is Jamie to talk through some memories. Gordon, what, what's your, some of your favourite memories from Hamden? Um, good question, Ross. Uh, it's been a memorable one. 5-1 naturally will probably never be beaten. Um, 4-0 semi-final. Um, I enjoyed the Inverness one. We won 3-0 as well. It was a good day out. Um, but then apart from that, you're kind of searching your searching the record books a little bit. I mean, I was at um, my first trip to Hamden watching Hearts was the infamous uh, 23 second minute silence game against Celtic we were sadly lost 2-1 and then obviously we were back there for the following year uh, to win the cup so um, yeah League Cup's been pretty painful obviously uh, St Mirren that was a that was a terrible day but uh, yeah I think 5-1 I don't think you're beating 5-1 are you but been there with Scotland plenty of times seen uh, more ups and downs actually with Scotland believe it or not um, so yeah Hamden's alright it's not too bad I've I've got worse records at other grounds put it that way yeah I mean hearts tend to do okay once they get there don't they yeah yeah I mean we always generally take big crowds so you know unless you're I mean unless you're playing one of the old firm um, in fact I've only ever seen us beat the old firm once and it was Celtic in that semi-final that was a great day that was a great day yeah when I don't think many Hearts fans expected to, to actually go no, and win that I, game. And there wasn't really a big uh, Hearts crowd there. No, there was. Really. Still 15 and a half. Still 50,000. I think um, I, f- I fancied Hearts that day. I had a wee feeling. Yeah. I, had a wee, I had a wee feeling, yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, Hamden's all right. And Jamie, you've got you've got a bit of a story to tell us um, from one of your first Hamden experiences, meeting a, a certain Vladimir from um, Russia. Yeah, that was the 06 final against uh, Gretna. I can't quite remember how that happened, obviously, just to make you all feel old. I was uh, six years old at the time. Um, and outside Hamden, the the boy that I was with, his dad was uh, Mr. Romanov's interpreter at the time, and they bumped into each other. And then Vladimir appeared, and uh, me and my pal, two six-year-olds, got our, got our photo taken with, uh, with Vlad. Unfortunately, I have no idea where the photo is, so you'll believe that's a, an urban myth. But that's one of the most annoying things is I can't find the photograph because that would be front and centre in the living room now, that's for sure. And uh, d- did you did you know who the guy was when you were getting your photo at the time? Or was it just... Yeah, no, I knew who he was. But you look back, obviously, now and you think you, you know more about him now than, than you did then, obviously. That's because I've grown in age as well. But back then, I think, uh, yeah, you look back at Mr Romanov's time at Hearts and quite, quite an eventful one that will probably never be forgotten, so... How how did you assess Vlad's uh, time at Hearts? Um, I can probably better asking Gordon than me to be honest, just because again age just to to make Gordon feel old. Um, it was certainly eventful. That was the word I just used, but we had some good times and then some bad times. I seem to remember back in the summer when we spoke to uh, at the Heart and Soul Day when the the shares were transferred over. Gary Halliday, I'm pretty sure, had come out and had said something about Romanov and people kind of say that it was a great time and all that but was it worth it for um kind of what followed a lot of people obviously lost their lost their jobs at the time it was a very difficult period for the club so I think people need to be careful when they speak about 
um, how successful a time it was overall because then obviously it did end with quite badly and a lot of people were personally affected by it but on the whole I think you can look back on the pitch certainly and uh, had some had some good times lots of managers lots of players and uh, lots of memories Speaking about that 2006 final Gordon that, that Hearts team was a very good Hearts team but did draw with Gretna I mean how did you feel going into the penalty shootout? Because you probably remembered it better than myself or Jamie I wasn't at the game couldn't get a ticket Um but obviously it was at semi. Me and my dad, we always say that was a real final. Um, I was shitting myself. Um, because I'd say that week, I was like, fuck, no, nah, we thought about Hearts. I won this comfortably. And then there's Division 2 Gretna taking us to a penalty shootout. But I guess it would be the Hearts way, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I thought we, we actually battered them in the first half. But um, we just couldn't get that second goal. And I think had we done that, it probably would have finished like 4 or 5 nil. But... Um, when you keep it 1-0 and, and they had good players for a Division 2 side because they had spent a lot of money on their team a lot of experienced players and obviously it was a long hard season for Hearts they were fighting up to the second last day of the season really to secure um, second spot and then you add on all the, everything off the park and the change of managers and it was a real roller coaster season um, but uh, you know, I think they got the job done um, had to defend well Nielsen Way's tackle, probably the most kind of significant moment of the the, the, the day, but um, they get the penalty, 1-1, take extra time, obviously, listen, we should have actually won an extra time, because we should have had a penalty when I think it was, uh, Scatchel was wiped out, and for me, Doogie Donnelly is, he's just an embarrassment there, referee, um, so... Sorry, McDonald's. Dougie McDonald. I sorry, I was seeing Donnelly and the sports scene. Lincoln. Yeah, I was gonna say. Apologies, Dougie. Sorry, mate. Um, no, Dougie McDonald. He was embarrassment. The referee really was. Um, so yeah, we we certainly should have won that game more comfortably. But it's hearts, isn't it? It just shows you the quality players that we have. Though they stepped up and scored every single penalty. But yeah, I remember it well. Remember going down to Gorgie and seeing them come back with the the cup and they were standing on top of the the team bus and. Everyone was loving it, and it was a good time to be a Hearts fan. Um, you felt like you were supporting a massive football club at that point. Um, I think if Hearts had went and won trophies like league titles and more Scottish Cups and League Cups, I think where the club would be now would be totally vastly different to where it was, to where it is now. In comparison, it wouldn't just be like battling for third now and again. I think we would have won five, six, seven league titles by now, maybe more. I think we had a real chance to go in and dominate Scottish football. But I just wait with a number of world class players really because that, that's what some of them were. Um, you look at the back line. You had Craig Gordon, his prime. You had a back four of Presley and Webster, and obviously Nielsen um, and Fisas, who had just won the Euros. And that's as good a back four as you'll see in Scottish football really for ever, maybe to be honest. Um, and then you obviously had guys like Bednar and Jankowskis. Jankowskis just played for Porto, who had won the European Cup under Mourinho. So um, the calibre of player that we were bringing in there and the, the level of football we were playing, it was just an incredible time, really. And I think um, if Vlad wasn't such a crackpot, I think, uh, to be honest, we could have done great things at the football club. But I suppose in hindsight, for a club that's probably haven't... I mean, I mean, up, up until 1998, they hadn't won anything for, what, 40 years. So supposed to win two trophies in our kind of lifetime under the Vlad reign you take it wouldn't you no I mean I said Hamden I mean certainly in my adult lifetime um, 
I've been half cut for the majority of the, the times I've been there, whether it's supporting Hearts or Scotland. Um, I just think it was it's just a pain in the arse of a ground to get to, and it shouldn't be the national stadium. But uh, memories of of semi finals. I mean, if you want to maybe talk a wee bit about semi. Well, the the, the Hibs one, the Celtic one, and the Inverness one are the three that I can kind of recall. Um, obviously watching the Hibs one again, the the two one on the telly there, and uh, and going Raj in the house um, during the lockdown. Uh, will will always something will always be a kind of memory that will stick out for me, even though we weren't at the game. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I've seen some shockers like semi-finals. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the the one at Far. I mean, it's not. I know it's not Hamden, but the one at Far Park against St Mirren. Some of, some of the League Cup ones were. Oh, we've had some disastrous ones. I think the Inverness, the first Inverness one. Aye, that was a good day. That that was a good yeah. day. Even though we knew men arse of it, went yeah. one 0 down, and then big and goo was half folly in the box and then we won on penalties um, but the following year was a that was a joke I can nine men man can even beat nine men so yeah it's uh, it's mixed I think you're always going to have that record aren't you supporting a, a club like Hearts in semi-finals and finals um, but hopefully uh, this next semi-final coming up will be a positive one Jamie do you think having such a good record over the past few years apart from last season um, getting to the last two finals um, or the two finals prior to COVID. Do you think that'll help Hearts this time round? I think experience of cup winners. Um, this was actually something that one of the other journalists asked Craig Gordon yesterday at the press conference. Was like, do you think that kind of having players like Gordon who have won the Scottish Cup um, plenty of times with, with Hearts and with Celtic obviously will help? And he said, yeah. Um, you know, you just got a winning mentality, isn't it? I mean, and again to go on a bit of a tangent momentum is kind of massive so hopefully we can take the momentum into this weekend from the previous derby but I think it's similar to momentum if you've got if you've been there and done it and won it before then you'll have a bit more belief in yourself to go and uh, to go and do it again obviously if you if we do get to the final you're going to be up against one of the old firm which is never going to be easy we'll go in as underdogs but that might suit you can never really tell in a final that's um that's something that's been said again by couple of the players is you can uh, you can never be so sure what happens in a final but might might suit us to go into the final as underdogs if we get there I mean you talk about the final potential if we get there being a one-off game do you, do you, do you fear that you know with it being a derby one-off game semi-final one-off game it could be quite difficult on Saturday I think it'll be different it'll be a different game to, to the one that was at Tynecastle, but Again, that's something that's been echoed by the the, the officials, uh, by Nielsen and the club and all that this week. Is that, you know that I don't think they're going to be allowed to get complacent. You know that's a, the big question for me would be would be let complacency slip in, and I don't think that's gonna gonna be the case. I don't think Robbie will let that happen. Um, look, one thing that Saturday taught me was if Hearts start well and come out and play to the best of their ability, they'll win the game because they're a better team. You know everything that could have gone right for Hibs last weekend, went right for Hibs. They got the early goal, they got the home fans on Hearts' back and they still came back and, and gave them a bit of a doing in the end. Uh, I thought second half Hibs were pathetic, but you know, that's doesn't bother me. We're now going to turn to the importance of this game. Obviously, with it being a derby, it's fairly important as is, but there is other significant factors that are going into this game. If we win, we're guaranteed 
European football are guaranteed eight games in Europe next season. And we're also guaranteed a shot at winning the Scottish Cup for the first time in 10 years. If we win this tie, we get into Europe. How important is that for Robbie Hearts and the fans? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously we've got the... <laughs> The, the dreaded qualifiers to land back on if we do manage to, to chuck this um, but let's not go there because you know he'll end up getting beat by some jobbers anyway um, but yeah it's massive you know it's not just massive for Robbie you know it's massive for us considering the, the, the amount of dross we've had to go through over the last uh, what seven years since we were in Europe and, and actually Europe back then in general um, you know we didn't even get a trip away um, properly because well it was the Diddy rounds expensive flights crap team beat uh, so yeah, it'll be nice to actually get some confirmed group stage games under belt, regardless of what competition it's in. You know, I think at the end of the day, Conference League, Europa League, it doesn't really matter. I think for us anyway, obviously, you know, the income from the Europa League much more than it is from the conference. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's massive. It's massive for the club, massive for everything. You know, it attracts players. You know, it keeps. You know, it might be you know the catalyst for a player like Peter Haddon, You know, um, extending his deal. Um, you know, Europe could be a, a big catalyst for some of these players to, to, to extend their contracts and to attract players. So, you know, I do think it is massive. Um, and, you know, you know, as a fan, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saving my holidays. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really relishing the prospect of going to these big European days. Um, and I'm sure everyone else is, you know, we've been starved of opportunities like this. You know, we want to be there and we want to take part. And it's not just taking part, you know, you want to get there, get some good ties and some good results. Got to go. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. For now. Uh, <laughs> you have to get your bit at eh? every single time. Every single week there's there's one of them. No. Wouldn't it be the harsh review if no, you're not saying he's got to go? No, it's some turnaround from Nielsen. But it is, it is a team effort, isn't it? It is, absolutely there. Uh, listen, a lot of people a lot of people who were at the football club then have been removed, and uh, I think they needed to be. In. And listen, we started the the we we started this. We were the catalyst for removing these people because we've mentioned the names, and now they're out. And I think we we should pat ourselves on the back because I think we've. I mean, we mentioned Robbie Nielsen; he's done a fantastic job. But I think us at the hearts of you need a a pat on the back as well. I think we've done really well, especially me. Um, so congratulations to us, congratulations to, to the team, congratulations to Robbie Nielsen, and uh, let's hope he finishes the job by bringing home the Scottish Cup. If he doesn't, some questions will need to be asked. <laughs> Jamie, what if the unthinkable happens and we don't get to the final? Trying not to think about that, to be honest. Uh, we've, we've said it's a good season just now and we've got a chance to make it an unbelievable season so then you ask yourself do we sack the manager because he got beat in the Scottish Cup semi-final by Hibs do we sack him for having a good season you know what if we do lose this because it is a it's a difficult situation that only Robbie Nielsen could have probably found himself in yeah uh, you know Nielsen's got previews for this which doesn't help um, yeah I'll be absolutely devastated of course because we've just lost a, a Hamden semi-final to, to our bitter rivals People are going to ask, he's got to go. Gordon's about the to say it. <laughs> he's got to go. So there you go. There's a question. Does he have to go then? That would be interesting. I think you need to start some multimedia here on the Hearts Review. Get a poll going. If no, he loses. I've done a poll this time last year and I'm pretty sure it was 98% what it was about. <laughs> it was a landslide. Add some. Now, nah, listen, credit to Mr. Nielsen. He's Mr. Nielsen now until Saturday. 
And then he goes back to his aforementioned name. Um, Ryan Stevenson was saying that we're a couple of games away from building a statue outside Tynecastle. Uh, uh, Robbie, far. would that be something um, we'd be behind? No, I, I don't think that would be wise because it would get torn down eventually after a cup exit to Blinken Sterling Albion. Um, so no, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't go that far. Do you, do you not? Do you not think Nielsen is is the man to to keep us keep us going? I mean, yeah, I think so. I th- yeah, I, 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 earlier yeah. in the season, you, you did sort of say, look, I don't think he's the man. To take us forward, mm. is he now the man to take us forward? Well, if we'll he wins this tie, well, yeah, if, yeah. If we, if, Let's if see, goes yeah. If he wins a trophy, then then I would I'll backtrack and I'll say, listen, I think he's the man to go forward. But you still can't forget about things that have previously went on. He's he's redeeming himself, and the more he leads a team um, to trophies and cup finals and European football, then then certainly the better he'll do. But I think the whole club in general is is where it should have been. Where, it, where the club is now is where it should have been in 2016 and I just think we're making up for lost time now but we're getting there and if we can go and beat the wee team go and win the Scottish Cup then it's uh, probably the most successful season we've had since 06 even though we won the Cup in 2012 you look at the league campaign and what we've managed to achieve in terms of Europe because even that team back in 06 didn't qualify for any group stage European football this team is on the cusp of doing it and um like I've said many times, it'll take the football club to new heights, heights that will go beyond anything Aberdeen and Hibs can match. And I just think it will we'll be in a league of our own and it means that we, as the third biggest club in this country, can finally take on the old firm. I think that's the pool as well, isn't it? Because you know you know what this this victory, well, this game, if we were to get a victory, what it does for the club. You know, As we mentioned, you know, it's the money, the, 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 the prospect of playing weekend, well, Weekend, but playing you know six yeah. to eight group games in Europe, oh, you're, you're you know four massive yeah. away ties. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're guaranteed eight games. In exactly, uh, and you know there's so many possibilities that come with that. And as as we mentioned, the the, the money, you know, you're I think you're guaranteed three million euros, three million pounds, whatever the the I imagine it'll be euros because it's obviously in Europe, but three million euros to just to get in the group stages, and then obviously TV money on top of that. So yeah, it is massive, and that's the thing, you know, we've. Aberdeen and Hibs have had these opportunities to do that in the past and they've they've failed uh, in Europe and if we can do that as as Gordon mentioned it just gives you endless possibilities to do with that money invest in the squad invest for the future invest in the academy I think that's something we probably need to do where there's probably a lack of of, of youth that came through in the past I'm sure that's changing now with the system we've got in place probably something that Levine failed to do or, or butchered in his time at the club um so yeah, there, there, there's so much money that can be uh, put into the club in various different avenues. Um, Fair to Levine, um, I wouldn't. I know he played a lot. Of no, them, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him because I mean they did put a million pound into the the youth academy during that time. I just think when you had loser scouts um, and <laughs> and kind of data analysts, analysts who just weren't up to the job at the club um, during that period. Should hire me. Uh, listen, they, they they were the ones who really failed these youngsters and. Um, not going to name names. We've named his uh, one in particular a, a lot of time, John Murray. Um, you know, we have these great players like Barry Mackay and stuff like that. And, you know, the, these guys who are well-known in Scottish football and, and, and even down south as well. But as you mentioned, the amount of money that you, you're in a different stratosphere almost compared to where you are now. And it means you hold on to these guys like Kingsley and Mackay. Because they know, they know they're guaranteed these games should, should you qualify there. And these players a platform to come and play, not just, not just in Europe, but actually playing European football, i.e. Europa League or Conference League. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's massive for the club. Yes, uh, it would be huge if we got a European group stage 
football. Just want to quickly jump in there on Barry Mackay. Um, you know, Nielsen's spoken quite a lot about continuity, building continuity at the club now. And Barry Mackay's obviously had a difficult couple of years where he's moved around a wee bit. And now he's come out, obviously, before he signed his new deal, he came out in the evening, or I think it was maybe the sun, he came out and said that uh, he was really enjoying his, his football and he felt really settled in, uh, settled in, at hearts. So that's testament to, I'm not going to say Robbie, but to the, 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 the team as a whole and the club yeah, as a whole, that they've managed to get a player who was kind of struggling to settle and not enjoying his football to get him to settle down, play his best football that he's played in a while and, and feel like he's enjoying his football again. That's That's brilliant for the club to have done that. Spencer, your predictions for Saturday? Well, as I said several times, uh, it really just depends on the start. Uh, if we start fast and we score the first goal, I don't see Hibs winning the game. If they get the first goal, or if it's still nil-nil, you know, deep in the second half, going an extra time, that's problematic. Um, I think we'll rise to the occasion. Uh, the Hibs fans, the vibe, I'm not good. they're not looking forward to this. I think the Hearts fans really are. We've sold out, there's this half empty. We get a goal there, first 10 minutes. I think it could be like 3 0 or something like that. I really do believe that. So just uh, have faith in Robbie, and I think it'll be a, a good afternoon. I do. David, prediction? Yeah, similar to, to Spencer, I think it's one of those where you, pretty much it kind of has that 2006 vibe to it, where, you know, Hibs are not selling out. They're, they're really kind of dreading the day. And, and obviously, we've. Pretty much sold our ticket, twenty one thousand plus at the time of recording, and and no doubt that'll that'll go up. So, yeah, I th I think it's similar. My my concern is obviously we've not been a great team at starting games um this season. Um, that's my only slight concern. Again, same as the league game, we didn't start that, and we found ourselves one down early on. And you know, I I do kind of wonder if we hadn't scored that goal just at half time, what maybe would have happened? Probably think we still probably would have won, but maybe not as comfortable. So yeah, I think if we do that, as Spencer said, I think I think the game's a bogey from a Hibs perspective. I think uh, we, we can kind of play, play our style. I don't quite get this myth that, you know, Hibs will be better on a bigger pitch. I don't I think that's one of the Scottish Scottish football myths that's been going about for ages and that Hearts can't play on a pitch bigger than Tincastle. Um, yeah, I think early goal well, in the first the experts 15, are saying it, David. Oh, aye, because Scottish football experts are renowned for telling the truth and knowing their stuff. I think it'll be... Um, I've been coy up until now, and now I've got this certain element of confidence that I want to utilise. <laughs> I'm going to say 4-1, Hearts. And Jamie, your prediction? Yeah, I said earlier, if Hearts turn up, that was one thing that Saturday taught me, if Hearts turn up and play to the best of their ability, then they'll win the game because they're a better team. But, you know, you, it's those cliches. It's semi-final to Derby form goes out the window you can never tell but I think if Hearts get an early goal I agree that we could go on and, and win by a few David said 4-1 I'm going to go one better 5-1 Gordon no I think I think 2-0 I think uh, a goal uh, in either half I think uh, I just think Hearts are, are a better footballing team I do and um, and I just uh, but like Spencer said earlier you know what I mean anything can happen you know an early red card an injury or whatever can derail derail the team but I just think Hearts have got a lot of good players and if they turn up and they've got a lot of experience as well as, as we mentioned earlier a lot, of a lot of players who know how to win big games and I think um, I think that'll be no different I just look at Hibs's collapse last Saturday there and I think um, that says a lot about their, their character and their team and you had um, Derby loser um, Paul Hanlon saying that you know he's th th this feeling you know I'm telling them 
you know, that you, you can't can't let it affect you and all that sort of thing. Well, it's been affecting him for his entire career because the man's a fraud. Um, so yeah, two 0 I think. I think two 0 Hearts. You know, they've got Porteous back, haven't they? And I think the boy Clark's okay. So I think defensively they'll be a little bit more solid. Um, but I just think Hearts have got very good footballers, and um, I'm going to say Liam Boyce to get the first one, and uh, King Ellis Sims. 2-0 the famous thank you all for joining me this week yeah hopefully we do get the win praying for the win at Hamden to send us into the Scottish Cup final and into European group stage football until next week goodbye whisper it it's Scottish Cup semi-final weekend and guess who's back Scatchel oh Ricky Scatchel oh and he has got the fifth one The pressure lies on Liam Boyce, who scores! It's Hartley lead again! Advantage to the Jambos! For Hartley, a chance of a hat-trick in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Steps up and scores! The eighth player in Hearts history to score a hat-trick against the local rivals. The Three Fingers celebrates the three-goal score by Paul Hartley. Captain for the second half celebrates. It's Hartley's hat trick and helps trail by four goals to nil. From the lows of Brora to the best of the rest, the Jam Tarts are beaten with pride again. However, we face our old foes on the grandest stage once again, with the prize not only of bragging rights and the chance to lift the famous old trophy, but an opportunity to throw our name back in with Europe's elite. For Robbie Nielsen, a chance to finally banish the ghosts of previous cup disasters and cement his legacy as an all-time great. Halliday, Kingsley and Boyce are just a few of those with the hunger to take that was snatched away from them in December 2020. Win, and you'll be remembered forever. Lose, and they'll never let you forget it. Let the games begin. <laughs>